I'm Katie McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. The day after Thanksgiving, I did what I imagine many people did. I sent my husband to the attic, and I said, bring down the Advent boxes. Which is not a thing I thought I'd ever really get to say, but over the years we've accumulated quite a bit of liturgical living things. You can hear about that in last season of Ave Explores. And last year I had the bright idea to put all the Advent stuff together, so we only had to take down the Advent boxes at the beginning of the Advent season, and then could gradually decorate for Christmas, kind of one box at a time. Here's where the nativity sets are. Here's where the fun pillows with Santa's face are, the variety of Advent calendars that we have bought on sale over the years. And as we were pulling the Advent boxes down, we realized we had more boxes of Advent stuff than we did Christmas stuff. And that makes sense. Advent is four weeks, Christmas is 12 days, so it makes sense that we would have more things for the four weeks than we do for the 12 days. I was kind of proud. It was a point of pride for a moment. And then my six-year-old, as I pulled the lid off of one of the Advent boxes and started pulling out our Advent wreaths, I pulled out some of the items and was setting them down on the floor so I could get a good look at what we had. And my six-year-old looked at me and she said, Mom, this is too much. (laughs) She said it so sincerely, this is too much. And I said, well, buddy, we need an advent calendar in every room. And she said, why? And I said, well, if we're in the dining room, we want to be able to light the candles in there. And if we're sitting at the kitchen table, we want to be able to light the candles in the kitchen. And I'd really like an advent wreath in here in the the living room. And, you know, don't you and Claire want a little advent calendar on your nightstands? And she looked at me and she said, but the stuff doesn't matter. I think it's our children that will lead us to deeper faith. And I said, but this stuff helps us. Materialistic mom, minimalistic child. And she said, we have to prepare our hearts, mommy, not just our house. Hand to God. We have to prepare our hearts, mommy, not just our house. She's probably heard me talking glowingly to her dad about this year's Advent devotional from Ave Maria Press, written by our dear friend, Father Agostino Torres, with the title, get this, Prepare Your Heart. Ave's gotten really good at this, giving us these beautiful Advent devotionals with short reflections every day of the Advent season, leading us closer to the moment where we can celebrate not just the birth of Jesus Christ, but the power of the incarnation, the gift that is Jesus coming into the world. And I can truly think of no one better to help lead us there than Father Agostino Torres, a Franciscan friar of the Renewal. Father Agostino and I have known each other for a number of years. We've done quite a bit of work together, hosted the National Catholic Youth Conference together back in 2019. We were trying to figure out when it is that we became buddies, when it is that we became friends. I think it was at the dining room table of the home, uh, in the home of our good friends Jackie and Bobby Angel, who are coming on later this season. Jackie and Bobby would always host people during L.A. Congress for tacos and queso and just a a fun night in their home, just being all together. And I'm pretty sure that's where our friendship grew. And I was so excited when they told me he was writing this year's Advent devotional because I know that Father Agostino has prepared his heart well, does prepare his heart well. 
is able to speak to what it means to be a person of intentional preparation and not just focus on the stuff like I was doing last week, but to really engage in, is my heart ready for the Lord? That's really what Advent's all about. Is my heart ready for an encounter with Jesus in a new way? Because Christmas might not be new to us now. We do it every year, but it was certainly new the first time. It was certainly earth-shattering and world-changing when little baby Jesus was born in Bethlehem all those years ago. And every year we remember this, we celebrate this, we reorient ourselves to the arrival of the Incarnation. And the only way to truly celebrate it well is to prepare our hearts to do so. Every week here on the Ave Explorers podcast feed, we're going to go through some of what Father Agostino has written. Talk about the theme of the week. Talk about the way this particular idea of walking through Advent in a certain way can actually get us closer to that stable in Bethlehem where Jesus is lying in a manger. What it looks like to prepare our hearts intentionally by walking through Nazareth by spending time understanding the saints, by looking at the figure of St. Joseph specifically, by taking time to rest in that docility and trust of Mary. We have a knockout crew of people that are going to be helping us do this. This first week, Father Agustino Torres, the author of Prepare Your Heart, will be joining us to explain kind of his idea behind the book and really help us start that preparation Next week, you'll hear from Meg Hunter-Kilmer, author of Pray For Us, an incredible book about saints, as well as a, a variety of other awesome projects that she's worked on to really talk about how the saints can give us an example and a model and a guide through our Advent journey. Then we'll get to sit down with Jackie and Bobby Angel, like I mentioned, the friends that I think introduced me to Father Agostino in the first place, and talk about St. Joseph, specifically what it means to be firm in our convictions and stalwart in our love of the Lord, like St. Joseph. And then finally, in the final week, we'll sit down with Sister Maria Zaley of the Sisters of Life to talk about how the way of Mary is a great model and guide to really welcome the Lord into the world, into our homes, and into our lives. This book is really beautiful. I've thoroughly enjoyed going through it. I've thoroughly enjoyed interviewing all the different guests that you'll be able to hear from over the next few weeks. We'd encourage you to grab a copy of Prepare Your Heart. You can go to AveMariaPress.com and still grab a copy so you can read through the reflections yourself every single day. And then there are an incredible video series goes along with it. So read the book, watch the videos, and then listen to this podcast to really help you enter into the Advent season with that intentionality and purpose. It's not about the boxes of stuff, as my six-year-old reminded me. It's about the preparing of our hearts and our homes, but ultimately the pre preparation of our hearts so that when Jesus comes into the world, the light of the world shines forth within us and through us, something that we can witness to other people with and something that changes us within our own lives. We hope that you enjoyed this series. Grab a copy, like I said, of Prepare Your Heart from AveMariaPress.com. We've got a link down in the show notes. But for right now, sit back and enjoy this conversation with week one, The Way of Nazareth, with Father Agostino Torres. Father Agostino, welcome back to Ave Explorers. Thank you, Katie. It's great to be back. 
It's always good to see you, my friend. How are things? I know you've been kind of busy, kind of all over the place. Introduce yourself to us by telling us about your crazy schedule recently. My name is Father Agostino Torres. I'm a Franciscan Father Renewal, and uh, I've been asked to be one of the Eucharistic preachers uh, during this time of Eucharistic revival. And so I have been incredibly blessed uh, with uh, traveling all over the country, uh, assisting many dioceses and parishes, uh, bring about their Eucharistic Congress, their local Eucharistic Congresses, uh, or their parish celebrations on, on the Eucharist been one of the preachers for a lot of different places, usually in English and Spanish. And it has been very blessed. It's been, I mean, Katie, you know, it's like sometimes you show up at these places and you don't know too many people. Sometimes you do. But what what God does in a series of a couple of talks to to revive people's faith is is nothing short of miraculous. It is it is the gift of faith uh, because uh, just this this little encounter uh, and and a couple jokes and a, and a couple quotes from the catechism, and then people's—I'm not exaggerating—people's lives are being changed, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty incredible. You pop into a place, you drop a few truth bombs, and then you run away, and places are revived. It's really quite beautiful. Thank you for saying yes to that mission. In the midst of all that, you've also written this incredible book, which I was so excited. I kind of get some insider info from Ave, and when they told me that you were doing the Advent book this year, I I shrieked with joy. I was so excited because it's also in Spanish. So what an incredible opportunity for people who speak Spanish and read Spanish to have that for their communities as well. Tell us a little bit about Prepare Your Heart, this guided Advent journal. Did Ave approach you? Did you go to them? Like what was kind of the, the genesis of it? And then why did you really want to write about the Holy Family as kind of the heart of all of this? Ave approached me about the possibility of an, an Advent uh, a book and looked into it and um, got approval from my community for it. And then eventually uh, also they, they approached me about the Lenten book as well, more on that later. I had just gone to the Holy Land uh, the year before and I was really uh, just amazed at Nazareth. And, you know, for most of Jesus's earthly life, there was it's kind of forgotten, you know, it's kind of like, well, forgotten for us, but not forgotten by God, you know, and there's there, but every bit of it was a preparation for his mission. And when you think about it, you know, when we, when we think about preparing for Christmas, we're usually thinking about Bethlehem, but actually Joseph and Mary were preparing for Bethlehem in Nazareth, right? Mm. You know, there were so many things that happened uh, in that place that are silent. And I was inspired by a, a Christmas homily by Pope Saint Paul the Sixth, that that talks about the school of Nazareth, and um, and you know just all these different lessons from the Holy Family, and just trying to deepen uh, my understanding. Also, still kind of inspired by Pope Francis's A Year of Saint Joseph, and it's really uh, put a different perspective uh, on the Holy Family for me because, admittedly, a lot of the focus is on Jesus and Mary, understandably, uh, but to approach things from from Joseph, I mean, like. Uh, I think I mentioned in the book, you know, like, how can we not just like be pulling for Joseph, right? <laughs> if anything wrong happened in the house of the Holy Family, you know, it was Joseph's fault because like, you know, there he is living with the Immaculate Conception and the Divine Incarnation. The, the Incarnate Word is like, I did it. It was me. Uh, my fault. I got this. I got. Th-. I mean, I say that in jest, but like, you know, sometimes some of these things can seem unapproachable. 
because people will just feel like, ah, well, that's Jesus, you know, wow, oh, that's Mary, man, I'm a hot mess. And we are a hot mess. And and to and to see it from the perspective of of Joseph and and him even saying, uh, this is above my pay grade here. <laughs> um, this whole thing going on, you know, like angels appearing and stuff. I don't know. I don't know if um if I'm cut out for this. Mm-hmm. And Katie, I totally relate to that. I totally relate to that. And even still, Joseph did not allow his own littleness to become an impediment to the will of God in his life. And that, and I think that is 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 the heart of prepare your heart. Uh, because this is this is what God is asked. God works through us. It's crazy. How does he do that? I don't know, but he does. And he wants to do this more. And and so many people don't feel like they they can. And uh, prepare your heart is kind of like, okay, this is possible. Let's talk about how. Yeah. There's this beautiful art that goes along with it. And the first thing that I was struck by after my three-year-old grabbed a marker and colored on the inside because the black and white picture, she was like, this is a coloring book. Like, let's she just go to, to town. I love it. I love she, it. She needed to do it. But fortunately, she didn't cover color the cover. Um, and a lot of times when you see images of the Holy Family, it's like Mary's in the center, obviously holding baby Jesus. And Joseph is kind of like on the side. Um, and I love how in the image, I don't know if it was intentional, but Joseph is in the center and Mary's setting a bowl on the table. And baby Jesus just looks like this cute little curly haired baby. Uh, right there on the table. And there's just this snapshot of like the reality of family life that dad was in the midst of all of this caring and protecting and probably was feeling, like you said, maybe a little insecure at times. Talk to us about how you broke that up, how you we're going to dig into deep one in just a second, talk about like all the different themes. But you really do dive in by saying like, let's introduce you to the place of Nazareth. Let's talk about holy men and women who made Nazareth a home for them as well. How did you kind of go through breaking open these various themes week to week? What did you want to do in terms of structure so that we can start to enter into this littleness, as you say? Oh, yeah. Uh, I totally need to just thank Ave for helping me with the structure. I, I kind of came with the, 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 the crazy artist approach to things and I just started <laughs> producing all these meditations. I know how to do that. You know, I can I can produce meditations, but Ave really helped me kind of like bring some organization to it. I uh, knew that Nazareth, uh, just the town, just walking into Nazareth. So, uh, okay, full disclosure. We'll back up a little bit, Katie. So um, I know a couple of Catholic psychologists and I've had some conversations with them, just kind of just like, what do we do here? You know, like there's some situations going on. And one of them told me a story. He said, ultimately, you know, like there's all these wounds in the family. There's all these wounds, you know, like, you know, even if you had the best parents, you know, there's there's just wounds and there's some things they can only heal by going to the Holy Family and just asking the Holy Family to adopt you. Go back to Nazareth and just literally uh, knock on the door and ask and ask the beautiful lady there, can you adopt me? And that impacted me. Mm. And so in some ways from that side conversation came some of these meditations of Nazareth. Like, what does it look like to actually do that? What does it look like to walk in and how can we visualize this? How can we enter into that story so as to bring healing into our own lives? And that, that's part mm-hmm. of it. And then Ave helped me kind of like arrange it. In Advent, there's all these awesome saint days that I was like, we can't ignore these saints. You know, this is <laughs> happening. We can't just pretend like, you know, like we're yeah. just like, I'm just preparing my heart. But like the church is celebrating these saints. 
and then um and then uh, just walking with Joseph and Mary is is a uh, is just a credible gift for for any heart to prepare your heart for Jesus. I love I love that thought, right? To just knock on the door of the Holy Family. Um, we live in a neighborhood that's got quite a few kids, and for some reason, our house has become the knock on the door house. Mostly because I usually have snacks, so they just like know that they can come get a snack from my pantry. And there's there's like a there's a vulnerability I'll share as a mom because you're like, oh, is my house clean enough to have these kids come inside or like do their parents know that they're here? Like, I want to make sure that everybody's aware of where every person is, but then also like a remarkable honor to think that other kids want to come over here and play uh, with my kids. And I think that Mary is, she's the kind of mom who she's better than I am. Obviously she wouldn't care that her house is maybe a little messy or that like there's a ton of children just bombarding and wanting to come in the door because they feel safe there and they want to be part of a community there. Um, talk to us about this way of Nazareth. That really is week one. And in the season of Advent, I think so many of us are just ready to get to Bethlehem. Like you said, we're just ready to jump right into the manger scene. Uh, it's why we decorate for Christmas, I feel like, far before we really need to, because we haven't actually entered into the beauty of Advent. And so to start in Nazareth, where Mary experienced the angel, where she had to have these conversations with Joseph, where there was maybe these feelings of insecurity or worry and anxiety. What do you think in the world that we live in, and we're recording this you know, far before Advent, so who knows what the world's even going to look like in two months when we actually are in the season, um, in a world of chaos and busyness where there's just bad news constantly and things are expensive and life is heavy and hard, how do we actually enter into Nazareth? Katie, that's a million dollar question right there. <laughs> um, but I, I do know that it has something to do with stopping yourself and stepping back from uh, the busyness and focus on giving a worthy yes, uh, just pausing uh, for five, 10, 15 minutes in the morning can can really transform your entire day. Obviously, I'm an advocate of daily prayer. Um, and so many families say it's hard to pray before i had kids i could pray before i had kids i could go to daily mass but now especially during christmas leading up to christmas things get so busy i've heard it a million times and so i think that part of the way is like we have to be intentional about giving that time to the lord before christmas with that spiritual time to allow uh, him to form that gift that he has for us within us. It takes time to decorate. It takes time to shop. I mean, like even with the online stuff, it takes time to wrap. And I know that's an option on Amazon, I'm told. Um, but, <laughs> I'm proud to but say it, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> wow, pretty good. Uh, like you can you can do all those things, but um, that's a preparation. And uh, if we if we prepare in 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 these things, uh, we prepare for a Christmas party, a Christmas gathering. Like how much more so should we prepare our own hearts? And mm -hmm. to do that, why don't we just walk with Joseph and Mary? Because where they prepared for the coming uh, for the birth of our Lord was in Nazareth. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they arrived to Bethlehem, but it was basically kind of just like a, they, they they got there that very night. You know, they they got there the twenty fourth. Uh, we 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 under we we understand <laughs> from tradition, and uh, but all the other preparation was was before that. So mm -hmm. let's go before that. Let's let's walk with them. Let's just do what they did. Let's just let's just see that. And let's let's see how they discovered God 
in the everyday. Uh, and, uh, and that's something uh, Mother Teresa was just like famous for speaking of. You know, she said that uh, there's no such thing as, as a little thing uh, for God. Once you offer it up to God, it becomes infinite. So you can be sweeping the floor, but you offer it up to God and it becomes something that can change the world. And literally the world was changed in Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally the world was changed through the Holy Family. Uh, and And we need that again. Um, so with all this crazy stuff happening in the world and, and, and who knows what else is going to come up, um, we know that the part of the solution is, is right there at your house where these kids feel comfortable to knock on the door. God bless you for that, Katie. It's amazing you bring up Teresa of Calcutta because I literally have in my notes, find your Calcutta. As I was flipping through and reading it and it was like, find your Nazareth, find Nazareth in your home. All I could think of was when people were like, oh, Mother Teresa, how can I be holy like you? What can I? She's like, just where can you serve people right where you are? There's something really beautiful about finding that holiness in the everyday of recognizing that in the little things. That, that's why I did my Christmas shopping so early this year, because last year I was I waited and I was so frazzled. And all of Advent was, OK, do I have everything that I need and like spreadsheets to make sure that both kids had the same amount of presents? And do we have things for family out of town? And is it going to get there in time? And like. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Well, I mean, type A, right? You got a spreadsheet, your Christmas presents. And I'll be honest with you, um, listeners of the show know my sister is in formation for the Sisters of Life. She's a postulant. And right before she left, she gave me a Christmas list and not for her, for my girls. And she said, if you could just get them these two things and then I'll wrap them when I get home and give you money back. And I was like, you're taking a vow of poverty. You don't have to give me money back. But like she was thinking ahead. So I was like, well, I can just go ahead and think ahead. And there was a lot of intentionality in that. And that's the word I wanted to get to in saying that intentionality is really important. I think with liturgical living, we just finished up our series on that for Ave Explorers with the season of Advent. It's so easy to just jump. Halloween ends and then we're into Christmas. Like Target already has all their Christmas stuff out in mid-October when we're recording this. Finding a Nazareth, creating Nazareth, going into Nazareth allows us to kind of pump the brakes. I want to get to the root of why it's so hard, though. Like, we can intellectually think about it. We can say, oh, I need to be intentional. But then we so quickly fall off the wagon or we make Advent a to-do list. What's your advice to resist that? Other than daily prayer, read this book. Like, what can a person really do to settle their heart and to not rush through, to not get distracted, and to be really intentional with this for our own good, but also for the good of others? I think that Advent actually makes it easier to do that, believe yeah. it or not. As busy as things are, I think that if we um, kill a couple birds with one stone, I think St. Francis said that. I'm not sure. I have to you know, check. I forget who said that. Well, I have a St. Um, Francis bird bath right outside my window right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, St. Francis also showed, said, show me the money somewhere in, in, in a different <laughs> source. Uh, kidding. I'm kidding. But I, I think that if we make our celebrations, coincide with the church's celebration. So our family gatherings, traditionally, and especially in Mexican homes, they would host something called posadas, which is the novena that leads up to uh, Christmas in the home. 
but it's a big old party and that's where the piñata comes from that's and there's, there's there's all these traditions around it but like their family gatherings were actually a participation in advent like how can we do that more and i realize that you know you don't talk about religion or politics and stuff like that you know like but but this is a time where it's like it's okay it's christmas time right you know so like i think in some ways if we make those 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 gatherings um advent Teen? Is that a, is that an adjective? Uh, I just we I'm can make sure. it one. Franciscans okay. are allowed to do that. Yes. All right. At, the, <laughs> at least that's one one up on on the Jesuits. Uh, <laughs> the only thing we have up on them, um, and it's it's make make it so so you know you're gonna de- you're gonna decorate your Christmas tree. You have a Christmas tree. Make it a thing. You know, um, prepare a meal with it. You know, read read a, a reading from from the book. You know, little meditation, a little prayer. It's all done for you. You know, like oh, my family doesn't usually pray. Introduce it. This is mm-hmm. when we're kind of like culturally prepared for such things. Uh, even if we get kind of like a, a a grumpy look from some of the teenagers in the home, it's kind of like, well, it's Christmas. You can always say like it's 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 for Christmas. And um, so I think so Advent kind of like gives us an excuse for that, but we have to be the ones and we might have to, you know, put up with some, with some pouty faces. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but ultimately, you know, like, so a uh, quick story, I was um, in formation, I was home for Christmas and, uh, and I wanted to like, go do something. I was like, Hey, you know, like, can we go do something? And we were just like, man, we just spent all our money on Christmas gifts. Uh, we are just going to crash out here. And then my mom just uh my mom just said let's sing songs and i'm a grown man and i was just like mom that does not sound like fun you know like there's all this other stuff that we could be doing that's just like you know no 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 no. and then she just jumps on the keyboard and she just starts jamming some of those sunday uh corny songs like but with like a techno beat we lost it (laughs) it was it was perhaps one of the most fun christmas days uh christmas uh it was it was in the christmas season that we ever had and and at the beginning i was kind of like uh ah, wasn't wasn't too keen on it and i and i think you have to trust that you have to trust that the grace is going to come you have to trust that you know that it works advent works mm-hmm. just trust in that and and allow the 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 grace of the season to 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 touch people's hearts that's what i would say to that question it's a good question i love that you also brought up the jesuits in this um I don't know if that was intentional, but you, as I was reading through the book, adventing my advent uh, for all of these interviews that we're going to be doing, I noticed there's a lot of like visual prayer cues. And I love that. Like I am all about like picture yourself in a certain area. I think that's why the chosen has really caught on with people because it gives this visualization of the disciples lives and what they went through. Um, that's not just an Ignatian thing though. Like this was a, a Francis thing too. Like he wanted to bring those images to people. This is part of the video series. You tell the story of the crash, but talk to us about how you kind of wrote through these, these visualization practices. So to speak. And that almost sounds kind of new agey. So it's really just like put yourself in a place and pray through this particular moment. When you were writing this, did you do that every single time? Was this just kind of like, Oh, I know this is going to work on people. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, visualization with a tendency to dramatization. Mm-hmm. St. Francis wanted to go to Bethlehem. He wanted to go to the Holy. He eventually did. But he before he, he could do that, he wanted to go to Bethlehem so much that he brought Bethlehem to Greccio, uh, which is the, the town in, in, in Italy where the Christmas crash scene was invented by St. Francis. 
Um, and he just recreated the scene and then he invited people to walk in. Side note, this is a, I don't, I don't know if I can say this off the record. I guess this is on the record. Well, you know, this is, this is amongst us <laughs> friends. So the friars every Christmas, it's kind of funny because each friary does like its friary picture. And like, you know, we send out our Christmas, you know, our Christmas yeah. stuff. And so on each friar's friary's uh, refrigerator, there's all these like pictures or magnets of the different friars and some of the friars get creative. Right. <laughs> and so like, you know, there's, you know, like last year we did like a vintage photo, like over, like by this waterfall and stuff, kind of like, you know, talking like 1920s, like the, <laughs> the, the, the patina kind of like looking uh, photograph. And we thought we were pretty cool. Well, one other friary just beat us all. I don't know what program a brother got a hold of, but he started inserting pictures of brothers into artwork, <laughs> which could be a lot of fun. That's amazing. <laughs> and and so he inserted the brothers with like these these the faces of adoration and awe in this very beautiful Renaissance uh, depiction of the birth of Christ. That's and amazing. I said <laughs> that is Franciscan spirituality. Yeah. You you enter into the story of Jesus mm -hmm. and you allow yourself to be transformed by it. Uh, we have no problem. There's no copyright on this. You know, like you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the Jesuits can can take this and, and franchise it and make millions of dollars off of it. That's no problem. That's no problem. Uh, but I would I would offer and I could be totally wrong, but I would offer that um, the Ignatian spirituality came about, you know, uh, more during the, the modern period mm -hmm. of, of philosophical thought. And we needed a response to all of these technological developments. We needed a way for God to enter into our story because, uh, you know, humanity was creating some pretty incredible things uh, during that period of, of, uh, of technological development. Whereas St. Francis is a, is a lot more just devotional. And I say mm -hmm. just, and it, it might sound like a dig, but it's not. Mm -hmm. There's something about that devotional stuff that keeps the faith going. It makes it easier. And it's like, you can do this in your own home. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, that's a missing piece in our church today. Churches, I go to church on Sunday. You should be happy. I even show up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And but when you're living it in your home, it, it just takes on a whole other level. Franciscan spirituality makes it easy for it to be lived in home. It's earthy. Franciscans are y'all are the cowboys of of the church, like the ranchers that uh, that bring it bring it home in a lot of ways. I have not washed this habit in a couple <laughs> weeks. To your point. Well, I mean, there is. There's just like there's that. That down to earth, you know, I, I talk to a Dominican and I have I, I have a Dominican spiritual director, so I talk to a Dominican frequently and it's very heady or, you know, Ignatian spirituality, Jesuit spirituality is very missionary. And not that Franciscans are not missionary, but there is very much like this. I feel like when I talk to Franciscans, when I was reading your book, there's like this, oh, that like cuts right into my heart. Like that is he wrote that for me. He wrote that for my family on this day while we're reading it. And I, I do want to make that pitch to folks. A lot of times Advent devotionals, people think like. Oh, well, this is for me. This is for my private meditation. I'll wake up early in the morning and I'll read it or right before I go to bed. But as I was flipping through it, not just because my daughter wanted to color the pictures, but I was also like, these are short enough to where 
we could read this at the dinner table. Like this prayer could be the thing that we read before we leave for school every morning of the Advent season. And Christmas this year is on a Monday. So our kids are going to be in school all Advent because we don't get out until that last Friday before. So here is, I mean, to keep it on the kitchen table. Did you write with that kind of family in mind or did that just kind of like happen happily, accidentally? Acadia Mexican. So everything <laughs> is family. I have the hermeneutic of family going on in me. So yes, yeah, oh, that's for a sure. Good word. Write a book on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. Um, it, it just just to uh, make something accessible to the family, because uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, most of the families I know, you know, uh, they're 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 beautiful and 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 they're they're doing their best, but we need help for the family. We need we need ways to make it easier, mm. um, not to have to think every logistical thing, you know, like, so this is a book that it's done for you, you know, and you could take it on individual uh, meditations, but oh, it, yeah. it would work on at the dinner table. It, it, your teenagers would understand it. I, I think your first graders mm-hmm. would also understand it. Uh, maybe some of the prayers are, are a little bit, um, uh, Hey, I don't know. Our first graders <laughs> surprise you sometimes. They do. Uh, but uh, I think that um, particularly uh, the imagination uh, component that I think we need to cultivate. Just yeah. a side note. That's another oh, yeah. one. We need to cultivate that imagination. I think that it could it could tap into that. Um, obviously without cell phones, uh, so uh, we can give that that space to grow. Um, but uh, especially if I may, especially the th- the third week of Advent. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're not supposed to have favorites, but that's my favorite. <laughs> Tell us why. Uh, well, the third week, you know. Um, it's kind of like when, when things start in, in, in liturgically, uh, like almost like the drum beat, you know, uh, like old Ben-Hur movie, like <laughs> ramming speed, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's like, it gets more intense, uh, but the joy gets more intense and you can feel the joy. Uh, Jesus is coming soon. Um, but in the book, I focus on St. Joseph there and I'm not going to tell you which one. But um, I don't know how this sounds. This might sound horrible, but but perhaps the the best thing I've I've ever you know put words to words to paper in my entire life uh, is is there in that week to enter into Joseph mm-hmm. and and him um, bestowing manhood in Jesus's humanity to the son of God, but then also a Joseph um, entering into the, 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 the cave in Bethlehem mm-hmm. with this masculine creativity, with this joy, mm-hmm. with the sense of humor. Um, it, it just kind of like, it, it brings me uh, to an accessible holiness. Um, mm-hmm. And also it, it, it helps me because Joseph uh, probably died with with Jesus and Mary right there, right? And that's why he's the patron of a good death, of a happy death. If you got to go, that's a good way to go, right? <laughs> and we're all going to go. Like to also ponder that mm-hmm. uh, because there's the, we, in Advent, we prepare ourselves for the birth of Christ, but also for the second coming of Christ. You know, there's a there's a double um, coming of Christ that we, that we uh, celebrate and prepare ourselves for. And so Joseph kind of like was there for everything. <laughs> He was there for 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 it, and so that that's that's all I'll say about week three. 
But uh, if if uh, if anyone listening to this is thinking, yeah, I got this. I I, I kind of got this. I'm gonna give week three a, a break. Please don't. No. Please continue. Um, and uh, and I, and I hope that your hearts will be touched by it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a real gift. I th- Joseph is popular, but I, I think in Advent he does kind of get shuttled to the side because Mary is the one giving birth and she's giving birth to Jesus. And, you know, Joseph was there, but he was so much more than just there. Um, You mentioned a a few minutes ago how everything is really rooted in family. And I know that's true in your personal life as well. Uh, The family of your community, your, your family back home um, and, and the family that you've made all over the world with the great ministry that you've done. Tell us we're, we're ending our episodes this season by really talking about like what Advent has looked like for you personally maybe your favorite memory from advent as a kid before you entered uh, the priory before you became a friar um, or even now right like what what does advent look like for you guys inside the priory so so what is your favorite like advent memory and tradition and maybe what are you most looking forward to this advent um okay so permission to be vulnerable here please it's it's tough for us guys you know, so uh, <laughs> uh so when I was growing up, uh, there was a lady that would help my mom take care of us. And, uh, and she was from Mexico. I grew up on the border of Texas and Mexico. And so for a couple, uh, definitely a couple days, sometimes like a couple, like a week and a half or so, we would go into Mexico during Christmas and we would experience all these lived traditions. Now, full disclosure, at the time, my my family kind of wasn't practicing. And uh, later on, we had a reversion, yada, 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 priesthood, bing, you know. Um, but at the time, we weren't practicing the faith. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe, I don't know, fifth grade, sixth grade. It was a whole world of wonder. All these little traditions, these little songs, everybody knew it. It just, it just accessed a place in me that I, I just was not aware that I even had. And beyond any of that, just the palpable, tangible, cut it with a knife joy mm. that was everywhere. And and it wasn't in humble, humble, humble circumstances, but everybody was celebrating it. And so that is like a, an image in my mind and in my heart. And in many ways, I try to recreate that for the little ones that live in the inner cities that we serve. We go all out mm-hmm. for Christmas for our people. We have we have a group of families that, you know, uh, that raise us some money. We buy presents for every single kid in our neighborhood. We're talking about thousands of <laughs> presents here. And um and uh just to create that that joy at the coming of our Lord. And we we tell them, you know, it's not like some sort of atheistic, you know, uh winter solstice celebration. Um <laughs> we give them the message uh, and they love it mm-hmm. and they're they're rejoicing. So so that is kind of like that that's a a a parallel from my childhood into my ministry now and um and it's and how blessed am I that I get to uh be that person now uh who who helps bring about that joy when mm-hmm. someone did that for me when I was growing up. Yeah. And that's something those kids will never forget. I mean, you didn't forget it. Um that a monk gave them a Christmas present and uh and share the gospel. Father, where can we follow you and the work of Cortezon Poro and grab a copy of Prepare Your Heart? Grab a copy of Prepare Your Heart on Amazon or on Ave Maria. Um, if some parishes 
want to want to do like this whole parish thing, definitely contact Ave Maria Press um, and uh, uh, follow me, uh, corazonpuro.org uh, or on Instagram at ora le cp, O-R-A-L-E-C-P. Uh, or just search my name in, in Instagram and you'll find me and I'll be happy to, to, to be in contact and see where the Lord is taking me uh, in this crazy adventure that is following him. Father, always a joy to visit with you. Thanks so much for taking the time. Katie, you are a gift to my life. Thank you. It's always a, a great joy to chat with Father Agostino and spend some time with him. You know, I have to tell you, Father Agostino, he loves Jesus. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious from the conversation that we just had, but but he has worked so hard in his life, in his professional ministry, right through his vocation, but just as a as a person, he exists as a person who leads people closer to the heart of Jesus. I've witnessed it. I've I've experienced it myself. Last December, in the middle of Advent, actually, I was in Mexico City on pilgrimage with a, a group of people who some listen to this show, some listen to my Sirius XM show. My mom came on the pilgrimage. And um, we had a, a little bit of a, a readjustment to our schedule. And so we needed a place to go to Mass on Sunday because we lost the place that we were going to Mass. And I knew Father Agostino happened to be in Mexico City at the same time with a pilgrimage group. So I shot him a quick text message and said, hey, can our group of about 30 join your group of about 40? And he said, sure, the church should be big enough. So we find ourselves in this little tiny chapel in Mexico City that was not on our original list of places to go and had a beautiful morning of prayer, a beautiful morning of reflection, a beautiful morning of community, just a a perfect way to celebrate what was then the second Sunday of Advent. And after Mass was over and I was thanking Father and we were snapping a few photos, I I said, hey, like, truly, this was a real gift for our group. Thank you for welcoming us. And he said, who am I to keep people from coming to Jesus? And I thought it was such a a great snapshot. Who is any of us? Who are any of us to keep people from coming to Jesus? Hopefully, that's not something we do very frequently. But we will become people, I think, over the next few weeks as we pray through this book that Father Agostino has written for us. We will become people who welcome Jesus into our hearts and are able to welcome other people to an encounter with Jesus. Right, This podcast series, this is now the, the third Advent in a row that Ave Maria Press has given over an entire season of our podcast here for Ave Explorers to walking through Advent. We could continue to do our regular long seasons of eight to 10 episodes where we dive into a topic and, and we'll be back to those sooner rather than later, but it's so important. It's so important for us to take a moment, to take a beat, to just spend these four weeks being very intentional in the way we anticipate Jesus's birth. You don't read an Advent devotional just because you want something to do first thing in the morning or last thing at night. You don't walk through an Advent journal because you you just want to jot down a few notes and pretend you're pious. Hopefully, you read an Advent journal, you dive into prayer in the season of Advent, the liturgical new year that we are now in. Hopefully, right, we do that because we know that it impacts us within and it impacts us immediately around us. And like I said, we've been doing this now for three seasons. This is our third season specifically focusing on the Advent journal. You can go back and listen to last year's podcast series on Advent, the one before Sister Miriam James Highland and Father John Burns have written beautiful reflection books for Advent. 
There's so much incredible content available on Ave Maria Press. If you just go look up Ave Explores, all of our free content from our 20 plus seasons of this show are half a million downloads that folks have really dug into this content. And we hope that you continue to do so. Maybe share this podcast feed with a friend or a loved one or on social media so more people can walk with us as we prepare our hearts in this Advent season. You know, normally I record all of these podcasts well in advance of the Advent season because that's when people have time. But because of some scheduling stuff, literally everything for this season was just finished this week. And it was perfect, right? Because I I feel like I got the week before Advent really began. I really got to start diving in and I'm so excited. And, you know, I have to tell you, I will be praying through this journal, hopefully just like you. It sits on my desk. I plan to do it every day, just a few minutes before I go live on SiriusXM to really be able to enter into prayer for myself. Make sure you grab a copy of Prepare Your Heart. We'll be walking through it together. I'm so excited to go on this Advent journey with you. We'll see you soon right here on Ave Explorers next week with Meg Hunter-Kilmer talking about the way of the saints for Advent. Advent.